Listeners are encouraged to attend to their own well-being in the service of engaging bravely and honestly. Welcome to Confessions in Session. Be comfortable within yourself by knowing your body, understanding boundaries and healthy relationships. Welcome to Confessions in Session podcast two, Intimacy, with Jax and Jamie. Intimacy is a feeling of closeness and connection in an interpersonal relationship. It is an essential part of intimate relationships, but it also plays an important role in other relationships with friends, family members, and other acquaintances. So with emotional intimacy, there, and of course there are differences between regular intimacy and sexual intimacy. Now with emotional intimacy, you strive to know your partner and your friends uh, on a deep level. You want to know about their struggles, you know, what they're celebrating. That's intimacy. Whether And people always seem to confuse regular intimacy with sexual intimacy because that's how they say, oh, they were being intimate with each other. But with emotional intimacy, it's, it's not a one-way street. It has to be between you and some other person or persons. So it also involves, you know, allowing another person to see you for who you truly are, truly are. That, that to me is intimacy. That is laying yourself bare, even though you might, it it might end up bad. You're still being intimate with someone, you know, and you have another person that you can share your privacy with, you know, private feelings. And it's letting your guard down and trusting that person. And again, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the other thing, the level of your emotional and sexual intimacy with the person can also go hand in hand. You know, you have uh, emotional intimacy. It, it does, And like I said, it doesn't necessarily include sexual intimacy, but physical intimacy with your partner can increase it. That by tenfold. You know, uh, but again, on the other hand, you know, without emotional intimacy, sex can be rather empty and disconnected, which is why hookers and prostitutes are able to do what they do. There's no intimacy to it. It's just either taking a dick or doing what you need to do because you're making money. In that case, it becomes about the... um the reward of it all not saying that it's a reward to get money from sex mm-hmm. or it that it's a reward to have to take on that kind of job but that's how they're able to cut the emotion out of it and that's why it's not intimate for them because yeah. they are doing it with a different goal in mind about physical intimacy I just want to touch on that really quickly that we all know what physical intimacy is, but it is being in the same place at the same time. It's like being next to that person. It has nothing to do with like, for me, in my opinion, it has nothing to do with the touchy feely side of everything. I feel like that goes more into like a different type of like intimacy when you're getting touchy feeling. For me, physical intimacy is just being in the same room at the same place, same time, you know, that. That, to me, is what I connect that with. Well, one of the key distinctions, honestly, between sexual and emotional intimacy is that sexual intimacy typically requires some type of physical contact. Mm-hmm. And it that can also be with regular intimacy. Now, to me, intimacy would be brushing someone's hair or having them brush your hair. 
Yeah. Lightly take, uh, taking your fingers and running it along the, the the curves of their body, or just sitting there and just uh, kind of moving your uh, fingers back and forth on their back, or something along the lines of that, or you know, giving a massage that doesn't lead to anything else. You know, that is intimacy. It's about physical touch mm-hmm. in some ways, physical contact. You know, and it, it to me personally, it's important for emotional intimacy to be there just as much as physical and sexual intimacy. It really is. Yeah, and women women need the emotional intimacy. This is just, again, my opinion, uh, that they need the emotional intimacy in order to physically and emotionally feel receptive to sex in a way. But then again, look at it, looking at it from the perspective of a, uh, of a sex worker, it's it doesn't need to be there but women who want that i i feel it's more prevalent in women than it is men although men do kind of need to feel that they don't have to worry about performance about either getting it up or if they're big enough for or any other factors you know i i i see feeling safe about sharing your innermost darkest secrets with someone that's intimacy you know, you, you feel like you're being supported, like somebody has your back, basically. You know, you, you have a lover or a friend that'll listen to you without judgment, and at least most of the time, or they won't tell you. You know, and if something is bothering you about the way your partner or friend is treating you, you're usually able to talk about that again, intimacy. So as far as physical intimacy goes, like, you can... I mean, I know a lot of people see it as, like holding hands and like cuddling, doing skin to skin, you know, that can be included in it, but I feel like you have to be in a place, intimacy within its all entirety, like there has to be trust. And I know that that's probably gonna be like- Exactly. Its own, (laughs) we need to make its own show about trust. But uh, I did say on the last podcast that you're going to hear trust, you're going to hear boundaries, you're going to hear like communications on others. Um, Because intimacy, there does have to be that trust in order for you to let them to physically, you know, it starts out being in the same place, same time. But as that trust builds, you're going to allow them to hold your hand. You're going to allow them to kiss you. You're going to allow them to skin to skin, touching, cuddling, you know, which can lead into the sexual intimacy of everything. I feel like with trust, when it comes to intimacy, there has to be that emotional bond as well. Exactly. And that trust is the basis of intimacy. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if it's with a friend, a family member, or the person that you're with. Regardless, man other, or woman. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing is that you have so many things that you can look at and go, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But trust is the building block of that emotion of, excuse me, of that emotional intimacy. Then it goes to physical intimacy and then it goes into sexual intimacy. It can jump. I mean, honestly, let's be honest here. It can jump physical and just go into sexual. Some people are like that. But as I stated before, it, it, it sometimes it can be hollow, you know? Yeah. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Just of course that's not. not what we're saying. There's nothing wrong. If that is the way that you take your intimacy is straight into physical, skipping over the trust, the emotion and everything and jumping straight into a sexual intimacy from the start of a physical. I mean, there's a lot of things that could play into that. There is, I mean, so many things we can get into with it. I mean, it could be a drunken night. You could be on drugs. You can be, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be chemically associated with anything, but it could be a mental thing. It could be a mental thing to where you're not dealing with something that you should be mentally. So you're using it, the intimacy as a coping mechanism for what's going on mentally. So there's so many things that we could touch on in intimacy and I, I'm not sure if we really want to touch on too much into like the of course. I mean we're not we're medical not side of everything but exactly. um, but if that is and I'm only going to say this if that is your way of coping reach out to somebody start a journal do something because that within itself not only are you covering up something but it's not healthy to use sex and relationship nope. as your coping mechanism. It's not healthy. I did that. I did that for the longest time, like 13, 14 years ago after my first marriage ended. I was like, I was trying to just find who I was and what I was. And, you know, like I didn't know what to do. So I had a lot of one night stands. It's because I didn't, I, I was unaware of how to deal with it mentally. And until I figured that the fuck out, mm -hmm. I was sleeping around. And I'll be the first person to tell you, I, I probably have more sexual partners than any fucking man does mm. because of that shit. I'm not even kidding. But... I've always been, I've always been very cautious though. You know, well, it wasn't oh, like, oh. Hey, let's, let's go have sex without protection. I always use protection. I always got testing done. Of course. You know? Now, like with me being a bouncer, that was one of the things that it, it just became an act. There was no intimacy to it. It was just like, Oh, I'm done. You know, shit like that. Not to say that it would, mm -hmm. but that was the point of it. It became hollow. It just became an act. There was no, sure, I got off. Sure, she got off, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact of the matter is, is that there was no intimacy. That's what we, honestly, a lot of us crave that. I crave it. I I don't mind. Sure, great. If you want to blow me, that's fine. I fucking blow me. I'm not going to pass a blowjob. But the fact is that I wanted, uh, I'm old enough now to think I don't crave sex. I crave the intimacy before it. Mm -hmm. And like one of my favorite things to do, like being intimate with uh, with a woman, one of my favorite things to do for her, even though and I've talked about this before, one of my favorite things to do for a woman is just paint her nails. I do a shitty fucking job of it. I do a shitty yeah. fucking job of it. But if... She has fingernail polish. I'm like, here, give me your feet. And it's like, what? No, I'm like, here, just give me your feet. And I just sit there and I'll paint her nails for her. And it's like, I do a shitty fucking job. I know I do a shitty fucking job, but I just absolutely love doing it. I, you I, know how not to do a shitty ass fucking job? 
it's all about like precision and like oh yeah the steady hand and if you can show a woman that you have precision precision and a steady hand that's so much more because well, then we're yeah. like all right all right not saying you don't know how to do anything no, with and pussy, that's what but i mean it, it that's does what I mean. like for me if a guy were to paint my nails and he did it like perfectly i my first thought is not going to be oh he you know does this with everybody i'm gonna be like this mm-hmm. motherfucker practice he knows what he's doing exactly. with his hands exactly you know? <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's my point is that if, if she was like here paint my nails i'm like okay <laughs> be like okay yeah. That's just like I told you, like, one of my things is uh, having my hair braided. Yeah. that That's a form of intimacy that I like. And, you know, a lot of guys don't know how to braid hair. But look, fellas, I'm telling you, if you learn how to do these things mm-hmm. on a woman, she is going to appreciate that shit so oh, yeah. much. Like, she is going... And, you know, if she... And I'm going to tell you this, and it's probably a different podcast that we're going to get into later, a different episode. Mm -hmm. If she gets jealous and she says, who have you been practicing on? Red flag, move the fuck away. Get the fuck away from that shit. That's a red flag. Like, if she can't take it as you being intimate with her, trying to have that, like, I feel like that's more of like a spirituality kind of intimacy on a level because you're connecting because you're doing something that is like pleasing to the other person so i feel like i kind of feel like that's a lot of a like a spirituality kind of emotional kind of intimacy but if she does not appreciate it for what it is and she wants to say oh you used to do that to your other girls i'm telling you right now as somebody who used to be that girl walk the fuck away it's a red flag because that is right around the time that i was sitting there sleeping around too and not knowing how to deal with my mental health that i would have the first sign i would have overthought that and i would have been all like who you've been practicing on are you cheating on me that kind of shit so let her the fuck go she can't appreciate it just we need to do an episode that's like red flags Oh yeah, <laughs> I am the red flag, but we're getting on. I'm a red flag too. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have to do an episode on red flags, though. But uh, yes. no, when I was with quote unquote the two twenty-three year olds, one of them was it was very much a sexual relationship. The mm-hmm. other one was was sexual and BDSM, and one of the things that she approached me about is that she she goes i want to ask you something but i don't want you to think i'm dumb i'm like what and she goes i can i that's exactly what she was doing she was like can i and i was like spit it out she goes can i braid your hair and i was like i went and grabbed because i have this stuff that i use on my hair specifically when it when i brush it out and i took it and i grabbed uh, grabbed both bottles of it put it down in front of her grabbed a brush and said have at it girl she was like, are you serious? I'm like, get to it. Yeah. But to me, that was intimate. And yeah. she didn't. Uh, and she was like, why were you so willing to do that? I said, because to me, what you're doing is intimacy. And to me, having my hair braided, it's just it. it's not that it's a turn on. It just means I'm I'm connecting to you. Mm-hmm. And that it's a it's being intimate with you. And I had to teach her about intimacy because she didn't understand 
that intimacy is needed in any type of relationship. It doesn't matter if it's sexual, it doesn't matter if it's uh, physical or anything else. It's about that intimacy being close to someone else. Yeah. You know what that reminded me of whenever you said that the braiding of your hair is like a mm-hmm. connection. You yeah. want to know what that reminded me of? Is Avatar. That... You know how they use like the end of yes, their braids and the, the end, end of, of the their hair to connect and... with the animals? Yep. Yeah. That's kind of what that reminded me of whenever you said that. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's connecting with everything. And that's why I kind of use that analogy. I, I, I mean, that to me, she was just sitting there afraid. She was really giddy about it because I could hear her just sitting there laughing. I'm like, what? I was like, you're really having a good time, aren't you? She goes, you have no idea. Ever since I've met you, I've wanted to braid your hair. And I was like, why didn't you just ask? She was like, I was nervous. I was like, oh, sweetheart, you don't have to be nervous with me. That's cute. Oh, yeah. There's also intellectual intimacy, which is like communication and it comes back to trust. Like trust comes back to everything. It really does. Uh, Any form of intimacy is going to come back to trust. But as far as intellectual, it's communication. It's um, like the um, what was the word you used last time for the intellect as a turn on? Oh, sapiosexual. Sapiosexual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was just about to mention that. Being sapiosexual, like I said, if she's if she can hold a conversation and hold her own, especially with me, I mm-hmm. am fucking digging her like no other. But if she's as dumb as a brick and can't hold a conversation, next. I'm yeah. moving on. I'm the same way. Like if you can't hold a conversation with me and use like the biggest turnoff for me is how these kids these days want to abbreviate everything. Oh my god, dude. And then that's why I would prefer to talk on the phone with people than to text with people because you start abbreviating shit. Then my interest just starts declining. Like it just starts going in this downfall. And I'm like, why can't you? I mean, I understand that texting is meant to be like a quick form of shit, you know? And sometimes I will like, if I'm messaging like my mom or family members or something, and instead of typing out, I'm on my way, which is usually when I'm already driving, I do Mm -hmm. that. OMW. Uh, OMW. Yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> if I'm trying to hold a conversation with you, mm-hmm. um, because I am a sapiosexual too, if I'm trying to hold a conversation with you and you're sitting there texting me back in these like short forms or misspellings is like a huge thing. Oh, yeah. My grammar um, does fucking ape shit. <laughs> oh, mine does too. Mine does too. And I just like, I will stop messaging with you and I will attempt a, hey, can we just talk on the phone? <clears throat> but then if you have like the ghetto ease to your fucking I'm talking, just, okay. then I'm like, I, I can't with you. I don't mind a little bit of it. Like I, I have a, like, I have a huge turn on for a bad boy complex, mm-hmm. but like if your ghetto ease is like, <laughs> overpowering mm-hmm. and I like I starting to not understanding what you're saying because it's so bad that I'm just like nope or nope you're white like and you I think can't <laughs> those are the ones oh that my god those are horrible oh, I'm like, it's dude. not even that it's not even that it's not even a, a white thinking that you're black because if if you sit there and think about a lot of the African Americans, like they try to get out of that stereotype, so you just stereotyped. But it's the the white 
guys who think that these they're these gangbangers and they grew up in the exactly. suburbs. Exactly. Exactly. That's like- that's a turnoff for me too. But I also like the bad boys. So a little bit. I mean, if you're sitting there, you're dressing like that, and like you listen to like a certain type of music. I'm not going to stereotype, but like if you're dressing like that and you listen to that kind of music, like you really listen to that kind of music. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a I'm a pop. Like I love pop music. I love like 80s pop, but. I, I'll dig some Dr. Dre and some, you know, Beastie Boys and shit like that, you know, but I would never on. sit there. Yeah, I would never sit there and be all like, I'm a rapper. <laughs> you oh. know what I'm saying? Oh, God, no. But like, we're we're totally getting off topic, but it kind of, it all Not, goes no. back into like... Um, but you, um, but the, you're trying to make it about, but remember, yeah. intimacy also involves communication. It and does. what you're talking about is communication. It's about someone speaking and, to you, not properly, but in the mm-hmm. way that you would want to be connected and also attracted to them. An- another huge, huge factor in intimacy is attraction. It is. And, you know, it's not about like when I'm attracted to intelligence, it doesn't mean you have to be. I, that's I me. I'm not. I'm not saying that everybody, not you specifically. I'm talking about no, people no, no, listening. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, you don't have to if if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. You know, like, and I like, I never even heard of that term, but um, I was reading up because I'm huge, huge Marilyn Monroe fan. Huge Marilyn, like before yeah. anybody else was like, oh, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, of course they did back in the 50s and 60s, but I'm talking about my generation before my generation really got to know who she was and everything else. Like I was a huge fan before that. Mm -hmm. And um, I found out that she is too. Like I was doing some reading on her and I was like, really? Because I was reading up on like, um, oh, I don't even remember where I found that. Like I can't even connect back to it, but Mm -hmm. I read that she was, um, say it again for me. Sapiosexual. You say it as sapio. Okay, so I I always thought it was sapiosexual, and that's why it's hard for me to say it now because I've I've like, you know. Either, either way, it means the same thing. You can say it whatever you want. I, I just think it's sapiosexual. I didn't know that. That's you know. So it's kind of it's kind of new that to mm-hmm. learn that about her because I connected so much with her, oh, and yeah. I never knew that there was a word. For me being attracted to somebody who presents themselves as an intellect. And I was just like, as soon as I I saw that, I was like, what does that even mean? Exactly. Sapiosexual. And like, I looked it up and I was like, like, it was just like a newfound glory kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, there's a word for it. Yeah. And then like, so that was around the time that I was on dating profiles and stuff. And so I was putting that on my dating profiles. People are like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I would tell them, you know, I'm attracted to intelligence. And they're like, oh, well, you're not going to be attracted to me because, you know, I, I talk like this or I do that. And I'm like, you don't know, like, can you hold an intellectual conversation? And it's not even about that. You, We don't even have to talk about like fucking space or anything. It doesn't even have to be about anything that's like, to me, 
it's more along the lines of holding a healthy conversation, having that communication and not talking ghettoese. And I, I'm going to keep using that term because that's the best way to describe it. Um, but it's not about that. We don't have to sit there and talk about politics. We don't have to sit there and talk about like government like that. That kind of shit is not a turn on for me at all. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's not about talking about huge, heavy topics for me. It's about holding a conversation. I mean, I I don't mind uh the the conversations i mean i i can take just like everything uh, that just anything that isn't sexual i can make a sexual reference out of it that's just how i am i turn into a 12 year old but if i'm sitting there having an intellectual conversation my brain automatically goes into logical mode Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because i am both and being an aries again and being an Aries Pisces cusp, I'm both logical and emotional. Yeah. And it's because because of that, it's I can hold a logic, I can hold an intellectual conversation, but I can also come out with a that's what she said. Even though it's not what it was intended, I can take it and be like, that's what she said. Anything. I don't care what it is. I'll make it stupid. But if I'm having just an absolutely wonderful conversation with someone, I know I can, it's to me is intimacy. It's crazy how intimate it can get mm-hmm. and to be told, you know, like one of the things that I was told is do you realize, and that's when I learned sapiosexual. I didn't, I didn't know it until a few years ago, probably about, Oh, I think shortly before me and my ex-wife split up, um, I learned this new word. And it was like, I get, and just like you, I get it. There's a Mm -hmm. word for it. And I didn't know that there was a word that I was attracted to intelligence. And this person was like, oh, you're sapiosexual. I was like, I'm a a, a, a what? They were like, you're sapiosexual, which means that you are... Uh, attracted to intelligence. You're intact, attracted to intelligent people. Like the person that I showed you, college degree, mm-hmm. and can play a lot of instruments. That to me, I'm like, hi. Now, and going back going back to music, you know, thinking uh, that this person, if they, you know, judging, them, not judging them, but if you're this type of person, like people don't understand that music to me is one of the forms of intimacy. I know it sounds crazy, Mm-mm. but to sit there and listen to music and enjoy listening to music with somebody else, not in a concert type of way, that has its own type of intimacy, really? Yeah. That that has its own type of intimacy, but just to sit there and listen to music with somebody, maybe even dancing with them, intimacy. So let me let me touch on the whole intimacy and music thing. Um, playing an instrument mm-hmm. in general that takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and let me tell you when like I say that I'm still like I'm gonna say his name one time and one time only, and it's only because you know who I'm talking about. Yes, well, you already know who I'm talking about. I don't even have to say his name. I, you don't okay. even have to say his name. We we know it's PV. It's okay. 
with that person, mm-hmm. the reason why I'm still so attracted to him is because he plays the piano, he plays the guitar, mm-hmm. and like his intelligence with it fucking blows my mind because he can hear something and play by ear. It's fucking amazing the way his mind works. And that's why I'm still like so in awe of him. And, you know, people are like block and block and block. I can't because I'm so fascinated by him that, you know, I can't like I can't block him. I can't leave him alone. I can't, you know, it's just the way that uh, I can't even describe it. Like, it's so hard to describe. It's part of being sapiosexual because that yeah. intimacy, you're attracted to it because playing music is one of the most intimate things to me in the world. Mm-hmm. And it just, just looking at me, you wouldn't think what my, uh, you would probably look at me and go, you're probably into this type of music or that type of music or whatever. Now, me personally, my favorite type of music is classical. People don't believe me when I say that. That is my absolute favorite type of music because it's a very, very intimate relationship between a person and music because there's that connection. And it's a lot of intimacy can be conveyed without words. That's why they're so on his Instagram, like he plays it and he sings it like not the whole song. He sings like a snippet of it, whatever. But I find myself all the time going back and listening because not only did he learn to play this song by ear, he has this amazing singing voice. His voice is a fucking amazing anyways, but he has this amazing singing voice and like just overall the intellectual intimacy that went behind it knowing what all he must have gone through just to record that and he recorded it after our breakup guys he recorded after our breakup so for him to still want to put that out there knowing what that song means to him reminding him of me whenever he was doing this and um also there's a hidden easter egg on the video too but um anyways i don't know i'm just like if i could pluck him from the country that he lives in and just put him here without going through all the hoops that the u.s makes you go through i would have him here in a heartbeat and it's gonna take it's it's seriously gonna take somebody like somebody powerful to overcome what he has what he means to me like seriously I don't think I'll ever get past how I feel about him. Anyways, um, and that's a different kind of intimacy because now we are on this friends level, but I still have, you know, the the same feelings, not the same feelings. They're different feelings because they're more like friends. But anyways, going off subject. Of um, no, you're not. You're keeping on the subject of intimacy. You really are. So there is also like obstacles to intimacy because if one person feels it and another person does it it causes conflict it will cause conflict because looking at it from a perspective of them being a victim of some type of crime or assault something like that mm-hmm. that presents a huge fucking block uh, and you trying to be intimate with someone and and it, it and again leads into sexual intimacy and that 
fucking sucks for that person. But, and it also sucks for the person that has the block up because they want to be intimate. But again, their brain won't let them. Their, their memories of that horrible experience won't let them. And there's nothing wrong with that. There, I will not invalidate anything that has ever happened to anyone. Right. They, they're safeguards to keep from getting hurt again. And again, nothing wrong with it. I understand it. It's just how it how it is, and there are times like, uh, and and not just you know assaults, but some people can't be intimate because of like OCD or the way they were raised, or the way they were raised. Looking at parents who saw sex as a chore and as a not even a, an act. It's like. They made children, so they had to have fucked at least once or twice. You get my meaning. But that, and again, our formative years, I think is where we learn a lot about intimacy. Mm -hmm. We don't understand what it is at that point, but we don't know, but we kind of understand it at that point. And then it, it, when we get older, we're like, okay, this is how, you know, these are how people are supposed to act. And then mm -hmm. you have people who have some, and talking about intimacy and physical intimacy, there are people out there uh, who suffer from a condition called idiopathic myopathy. Idiopathic myopathy is where you don't feel pain, you don't feel pleasure, you don't feel anything. You it's like a physical condition to where you, if somebody took a lit torch, like a blowtorch to your hand, you would just sit there and it would cook your skin alive. You'd be able to smell it, but you wouldn't be able to feel pain. In right. that same instance, you're not able to feel pleasure either. And it sucks for these people. And I think, uh, not to go off topic again, I, I think that's where, again, those obstacles come in. Yeah. Just know that if you have uh, the fear of intimacy or if like you have certain condition where you can't even feel because of your nerve endings, yeah. just be open communication. Open communication. There it is. Because that again, open communication, again, communication and trust, they go hand in hand. And mm -hmm. especially with intimacy, communication is like huge. You can communicate without word. Yeah. And you can be, uh, you, you know, you try to put your hand on somebody's leg and they are kind of like they reach over and take your hand off. Trust me, it's happened to me before. So teaching her intimacy was paramount to our relationship, if that's what you want to call it, because we were having sex, but we weren't committed to each other. It was mm -hmm. teaching her that intimacy is part of being together. It's about being in the same room as another person and just sitting with them, you know, like her. And I had to explain to her, you know, you brushing my hair is an intimate thing. Yeah. Um, a lot. There are impacts <laughs> of intimacy, um, increased sexual desire. And it doesn't yep. always, depending upon the dynamic of your relationship, if it's friends, obviously it's not going to be a sexual desire that you feel, but it's going to be more of a closeness or like a relationship <laughs> satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You know, it builds that satisfaction within that relationship. 
um, better physical health because when if it does become a sexual intimacy, we all know that sex improves your physical and mental health. Um, it like activates certain hormones. If you're not feeling that intimacy with a friend, with a family member, we talked about boundaries last time. And I, I feel like intimacy hand in hand with boundaries too, because like I said on the last one, like I, you know, with my stepdad, I don't hug him. That's my boundary. Like I don't hug him. So that would be a form. Hugging is a form of intimacy, you guys, and it doesn't have to be sexual. I don't want you guys to walk away with thinking that intimacy is just a sexual thing. It's not. It's not just sexual. Put up those boundaries on how far you will take that intimacy with your different type of relationships, friendships, family members, or your significant other. There's all kinds of, you know, relationships that can be intimate. Uh, but I think it, it's time to step into the sexual side of intimacy. Do you agree? Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, because like sexual intimacy, and like we stated earlier, that physical intimacy the intellectual intimacy, it all, and attraction, it all comes to a point where if you are with someone and it ends up turning sexually intimate, that's, I don't want to say that's the goal in -hmm. some instances, but sometimes it's the, okay, the reward. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to trivialize it like that. And I don't mean it like that, but it's the end game, so to speak when it comes down to it, when you're with someone. If that is the dynamic of it. Exactly. Again, that goes into boundaries. And if that is not, quote unquote, your end goal, we'll just call it that. That's where we're If that's not your end goal with that person, communication and trust, you have to trust that whatever you're communicating with them is one, not going to be used against you. Two they're going to understand. So if the person doesn't, that's why I'm huge on like communication. I'm huge on acknowledgement. Acknowledgement is like a huge thing with me because if you don't acknowledge what I'm saying, I'm not gonna know if you understood what I said. So all of that kind of goes hand in hand, but some of the benefits of a sexual intimacy, like I said before, it you know, physical health, mental health, mm-hmm. but that could also be physical and mental could also, well, not physical, but mental can be like just a hug from somebody, you know, like you're having a bad day, you just need a hug and that'll lift your spirits. But the benefits of a sexual intimacy can reduce stress and anxiety, also improve your mental health, boost your self-esteem, release a serotonin, which fights depression it increases your endorphins which activates your happiness that's your happy hormone like i said dopamine rush (laughs) and better cardiovascular health indeed because your blood is pumping through your body which is making your heart work your heart is a muscle you guys so you're wanting to build that up that's just like doing cardio not everybody likes to do cardio my favorite cardio is having sex you know and i mean it is a form of cardio (laughs) it is and even if you're not even if you're a girl 
with a guy and you're not riding cowgirl. You know what I'm saying? Even just the act of sex in missionary will get your heart pumping. Like you don't have to physically be doing all of the work to get your heart pumping. Don't leave it all on the guy to do all yeah, the work. I mean, we can only throw we can only throw women around so much until they're like, okay, you need to get into this too. I feel like I'm right. And right. you can't be a dead fuck. I mean, I, I don't mean to use that word. I don't, don't mean be to a use that word. Fish. Exactly. Don't just <laughs> flop around like a fish. Help me out. I'm only so strong. And that's like with my ex-husband, that's a lot of why I didn't like, he liked missionary a lot, but missionary to me, like it's such a basic act of sex. Like I want to do shit too. I feel like with missionary, like there's so many mm -hmm. things that you could do. Like you can like contort my fucking legs and my body around, whatever. But I'm not really doing anything in missionary. I feel like a floppy fish whenever mm -hmm. I'm doing missionary and I'm like, God, this is fucking boring. Yeah. And all that's happening is my fucking tits are going up into my fucking throat. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I can't breathe now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just I, laying I hold there. on to them. It's okay. Where have him hold on to them. That's what I like to do. Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't want him to like feel like he's doing a push up on my chest either oh, by God. holding my breast while he's a missionary. Oh, you know that. what I'm saying? No, like, trust me, I am squeezing. I, mm. <laughs> I overthink um, so many things. I'm like, no, am I? Anyways, um, so there is cardio and intimacy whenever you course. get into the sexual side of everything. Yeah. Um. So, make like a lot. I know a lot of people will feel like that intimacy during sex has a lot with like locking eyes with your partner. Mm. For me, it's creepy. Don't do it with me. Like, don't like if we're fucking, I want you to fuck me. It's not about lovemaking for me. Like, I'm a masochist and we'll go into that whenever we hit BDSM. Well, of course. And, and I'm a sadist myself. So, but we'll, yeah, we'll get into that later. So I don't want you to look at me. I want you to cause pain. I don't want you to make love to me. I don't like being made love to. My whole reasoning for sex is to feel closer to you, is to have that intimacy and uh, to have like that affection. But the affection that I crave personally, me, everybody's different. You're different. Why you have sex yeah. is to have that pain and have that controlled environment for that pain. And we'll get into that with BDSM. I, I was going to say, uh, I, I was going to say, that's definitely something we're going to cover in the BDSM. Uh, yeah, episode. but that's, that's my intimacy with sex is mm -hmm. it's a controlled environment for pain. I don't want to be made love to because I, I feel like I don't get anything out of that. It, it reminds me of what you said reminds me of an old Eddie Murphy joke. And he talks about, would you rather have somebody come up to you and say, I want to make love to you? Or would you rather have somebody grab you by the back of your head, pull back and say, fuck the living shit out of me? <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. But honestly, now me personally, if I can create pleasure for a woman before I even stick my dick in her, before it even gets to that point, trust me, I'm happy. I'm like, I, I am beyond happy. I'm like, yes, I've done that. I've made her come without even touching her. You know, and that's also with the love sense. And you know what I mean? But I haven't even stuck my dick in her and she's already fucking going nuts. That's what I enjoy. I, I enjoy inflicting pleasure and pain. The pleasure part of it sends my endorphins through the fucking roof. It turns into a dopamine hit. 
And it, and like I said, that intimacy helps though, because it even intensifies it more. Now, what goes along with sapiosexual and my, now this is me though. I don't know about yourself, but have you ever heard the term demisexual? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what I mean when I say that. Now, I didn't used to be that way. Now I am. It's like I have to have a personal connection to them before I'll fuck them. I can't do the uh, I, I can't do the one night stand bullshit anymore. It's it's boring to me. It has to ha- I have to have some type of connection. It doesn't matter what it is. We have the same uh, I don't want to say like the same hobbies. I think that's it's, it's too uh, too generic of a word. If we have similar interests like movies television shows which i barely watch anymore um or music again music comes into play with me if we listen to the same type of music i'm down let's sit here and listen to music while we talk you know yeah and that again that being demisexual and sap- sapiosexual it's kind of difficult because i'm also a, i'm also a hopeless romantic and I'm cynically optimistic is what's funny. I'm like, yeah, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, yeah, I can move on. But that intimacy is what I crave. I don't, sure, the, the sex is great. It's, it's a great bonus, but it's not what I'm about. Yeah. It all depends on what you're about. And I do want to add in don't forget the orgasms. Orgasms. Like that Uh-oh. is a huge part. Like it's a big like interpersonal. Yes. Kind very, of very. intimacy. Oh my god, it is so inter- you hit Oh my god, that's a home run and a half right there. <laughs> Making someone orgasm to me not just is it's not just intimate. Mm-hmm. But it's something that if I create an orgasm in a woman, even with just my hands and my mouth, that to me is insanely intimate and it makes me feel good about myself. It's like, yes, I've done that. And it's not that it's an ego boost. It's just I know what I'm doing and I'm glad I was able to make her do it because sometimes women would be like, oh, challenge accepted. I'm like, OK, you asked for it. And, you know, it's about that physical intimacy with that mm-hmm. but it also creates an intimacy that's non-verbal and also uh again that non-sexual it, it's both sexual and non-sexual at the same time yeah let me give a piece of advice to the guys who are listening and girls if you are on girls which you yeah. understand i exactly. don't even have to address this to the girls but <laughs> guys um let me just tell you one thing always get her off first she can have multiple orgasms if you are doing it right girls can have multiple orgasms so get her off first before you move on to focusing on your orgasm because you never know she may orgasm with you that second time around but if you're not making sure that she gets off first she may not get off because yep. she may feel because girl remember some girls think too deeply into this i have had sexual relations where guys did not get me off first but then i'm like then they get off and i'm like 
what the fuck about me? And then that completely changes like the whole dynamic of where I'm at, where my headspace is. And then I just don't ever orgasm. And then they just keep going thinking that I'm going to eventually orgasm. And I'm like, no, just get off. It's over. Yeah, just get off me. You know, and I'll just fucking take care of myself. And that's why I say, you know, that's why I say that woman, if the woman comes first or no one does. I, I will make sure before exactly. I even stick my dick in whatever hole she wants me to. I'm not being crass. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I will make a woman come at least two to three times before I'm even, it, it, before any type of penetration is done at all. That's why I own a Hitachi. That's why I own uh, dildos. Uh, I've got like three or four glass dildos that I own. I am so glad that you said glass dildos because I was like, no, yeah, just you ch- are not reusing those on other people. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, what I will glass do. Glass is so much easier to sterilize right? than any other form of fucking dildos. And not to mention if you like put that shit in the freezer beforehand, yep. like get away and put a oh, shit in the freezer. Oh, oh my oh, God. You have no idea. Uh, we are doing a whole episode of toys, guys. I was going to say, we're going to do a whole episode <laughs> on that. I was just going to say, hot and cold play is one of the best things in the fucking world. Fuck yeah. Oh. Anyways. Um, we're speaking so the same yeah, language. We're not saying that you have to get her off two to three times, at least get her off once before moving on. I mean, touch like yeah, touch there's touch. fucking massages there you, you can yep. do massages you can there's... just what you talked about earlier like lightly touching her or lightly touching him you know exactly. you don't, it doesn't have to be a one-way street it doesn't have to exactly. always be about what i said earlier it's a, intimacy is what is not a one-way street when uh my friend was over here last week um the one that I've known since elementary school, like we were just outside, like communicating, mm-hmm. but I felt like such a closeness with him, like instantly felt like trust with him. Well, mm-hmm. I've known him forever, but it's been years and years since we've seen each other. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I, I felt the need to do, and he never like set a boundary against it was I was constantly like putting my hands on, just putting my hand on him, like on his shoulder, like his shoulder blade kind of area. Just laying my hand, it would just sit there. But that's what I felt like I wanted to do. And he never once communicated that that was a boundary Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. And if there is not a communication to where there's a boundary of not touching, touching is a good form of intimacy. Good touches. Mm -hmm. Let's not do bad touches unless that is communicated that, and that's a whole BDSM thing. I don't associate, I don't I'm not associating like just BDSM is bad touching. I'm associating it with um, CP kind of shit, you know, touching doesn't have to be sexual. You know, it was with him and I, it was just two friends. And I was just, you know, I felt the, this overwhelming feeling to put my hands on him. Foreplay. Exactly. (laughs) Foreplay is, is a huge intimacy thing. Foreplay is the beginning of sexual intimacy it creates that bond and then also once foreplay starts not to make a joke not to make it sound crass but that's when the juices start flowing that's when your blood starts pumping to either your vag or your or your peen depending on who you are Mm -hmm. that's when it starts becoming more sexually intimate so even if it doesn't end up in penetration, there's still that sexual intimacy. 
kissing, right. uh, uh, massaging, uh, you know, running your hands all over somebody's body. That, it, it, again, that's sexually intimate in a way that isn't just like normal hugging and kissing. It really does, again, that, that bottom line of communication and trust come in. And it's like, if you communicate, this is what I want, then it becomes more intimate. Then it becomes more sexually intimate. And then boom, you know, you're pretty much, you're pretty much deep where you want to be, you know? Yeah. Flirtiness. We, ne- we didn't even touch oh, on that. We, have, we haven't even touched flirting. Gods. <laughs> now that is something I, I, I am known to do. I love flirting with somebody. Uh, I think that's an Aries thing. I think, right? <laughs> I, like I think, flirt. oh yeah. It's like, I, I flirt and I don't mean to. Like I had, I had one dude like, dude, why are you flirting with my girl? I was like, I, I don't mean to. I was like, if you think I am, dude, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I don't mean to make it sound like that. That's just who I am. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it is being polite, but some people misconstrue it as flirting. I have to tell like guys that I get in relationships with, I'm a huge flirt. Oh yeah. And like, if that is a red flag to you, please walk away. Like, don't say that you're okay with it. And then then you see me flirting with somebody, jump my ass for it because I will quickly walk away from you. I have no ties to you to stay with you. I am a huge flirt and it's not one of those deal with it or go kind of situations like we can talk about it. If you express to me that, hey, I don't like it whenever this and this, I will work on it because I also feel like goes back to communication. I also feel like a relationship is a two way street and you have to like find a balance in your boundaries and your communication in order to make it work. I my end goal in a relationship is not to end the relationship. It's for it to be long term. So as an Aries, if I put myself in a relationship with you, just know that I want to be with you. I'm not like Aries are typically not cheaters. Um I'm not a cheater. That's for damn sure. And I'm not trying to turn this into an astrology kind of podcast, but just I'm not a cheater. If if I felt like that the relationship was going nowhere, I will communicate with you. If we can't find a resolution, I will leave. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to seek attention and affection from somebody else when I've communicated with you. Yeah. I will leave you. Exactly. And that's just like with me and my ex-wife. We, we're, we're still really good friends, but we know we can't be with each other. I know that I can't be with her anymore. There's there's several factors I won't talk about here. It's nobody's business, but mine and hers. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it, it truly is about the communication. Yeah, you got to communicate. The last thing we're gonna touch on um, for any kind of intimacy is being appreciative. Oh, much so. Um, so it's not so much that it's you know. You got to tell them like how grateful you are for things that they do within the relationship, not just the relationship, but, you know, be appreciative for like what they did for you. So I'm not I'm not huge on anal, you know, and that's like a huge different like topic, but I'm not I'm not big on anal. But if I know that that is something that you're into, I will try it with you. And it's like it's kind of like um 
hey, thanks for, you know, reaching outside of your boundaries to, you know, help me with something that is pleasurable for me. It's something like that. It doesn't even have to be like that. It could be like everyday relationship, friendship, whatever. Your friend is there for you whenever you needed a shoulder to cry on. Hey, I appreciate you listening to me, you know, being a listener and not so much a speaker or, you know, your wife drove the kids to soccer practice when you you had said that you were going to do it, you know, be appreciative to people. And I tell people that all the time. Like I make it a I make it a thing now. I if somebody does something for me or they say that they like something of mine, hey, I really appreciate that. Thank you. You know, I get told I'm, you know, I love your eyes. I love your eyes. Your eyes are so beautiful. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And I I try to, I try to act like every single time is the first time I'm hearing that. But it is something that I hear almost on a daily. I'm not trying to be like egotistical about it or anything, but a lot of people like my eyes. I what? I said, well, we are Aries. We teen, we tend to be Let's be brutally honest here. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it does get to be too much and it weighs on me, you know, and I'm like, God, not this again. You know, <laughs> I have other things about me. So especially if I hear somebody saying something like, I love your smile. It <laughs> throws me off. It throws me for a loop. And I'm like, I really appreciate you finding something else like I have a cute button nose too you guys <laughs> anyways but yeah just be appreciative like it's not that hard to say thank you and, or exactly. I really appreciate you doing that for me it's not hard to say those few words exactly and saying something like uh, saying something like I appreciate you you know and like you said if you want to go into that sexual into it uh, being sexual like me I appreciate if a woman takes a shot to the mouth I absolutely hey, if you want to do that, hey, I appreciate you doing that for me. If you don't do it normally, I appreciate you even more. Mm-hmm. But it's not yep. it's not obligatory. You don't have to do it. But when it's done, that's when it's appreciated. And it doesn't matter what it is, if it's sexual, if it's just mundane everyday bullshit. I shouldn't you know, and it's like in the crow, he said nothing in this life is trivial. You know, mm-hmm. nothing in this life is trivial. Don't ever think that somebody is somebody did something mundane is trivial. It's not. It adds up in the end. It truly yeah, does, it does add up in the end because that makes you appreciate that person more because that is their way of, again, being intimate with you. you uh, appreciation is the biggest part of intimacy to me that continues that intimacy at a level that is healthy. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So this is going to be it for episode two, Intimacy. We will be back next Monday. We'll record on Sunday. Um, It is a Discord community. The link is going to be in the bio. Uh, Saturday sessions are going to be on Twitch every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. That may get changed, but we will update you. Again, we upload every Monday. And then we also in the bio have a Google form. It's like a questionnaire. You can do it anonymously or not. Um, But this is gonna be it. You wanna say bye? Thank you very much for listening. We, again, we do appreciate you doing that. For all the people that have come in the Discord from my old world, quote unquote, I appreciate you more than anything coming in and at least hearing me out, hearing what I have to say and what Jax has to say. We're here for you. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you.
for taking the time to listen. To the speaker, thank you for your bravery. And thanks for listening. This was Confessions in Session.